How are you doing? I'm doing good. Living life one day at a time. How's your Halloween? It was uh, it was non-Halloween. We didn't do anything. We had on Sunday gone to this thing called Pumpkin Nights. Oh, nice. Uh, which hold on, I'm going to show you the Instagram for Pumpkin Nights. It's an event that's in like three different cities. Ah. Check this Instagram out for Pumpkin Nights in Minnesota, Salt Lake City, and Auburn, California, which is near Sacramento. Oh, wow. This is a legit thing. Yeah, it's this crazy thing that's kind of like a Christmas light show, but with pumpkins. I dig that. Yeah, me too. Guess what? It sucked real bad. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> it was wait, so what, lame. What, what, just cause it was lame, that's it? These pumpkins were fake. Ugh. They were fake pumpkins. Ugh. It was styrofoam pumpkins. Why? Ugh. Why? Why would you have a whole event based on carving pumpkins and they are all fake? Not even any? Like no pumpkins were real? There was like two real pumpkins at the start that were uncarved. And that was it. That is lame. And it was expensive. It was $20 to get in. And it was basically Christmas lights. You know, they have them in every town. You walk through a park and you walk through the Christmas lights. That's all it was. So it was it was lame. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through the whole Instagram now and I'm like, I could see how this is misleading. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfectly cropped every and you know what? A lot of these photos I'm sure are from like different ones, and I think this was the first time they were in Sacramento. So I assume that maybe in Minnesota or Utah it's like cooler, but ours was not cooler. So bummer. That sucks. So that was our Halloween. What'd you do for Halloween? I literally stayed in and played Mario Odyssey. Did you give Mario a costume? He was wearing a sombrero and a poncho. <laughs> okay, good. Very good. Very, very good. You know, trying to keep it to my Latin roots. Of course, of course. Okay, well, I have a bit of follow-up. <laughs> I love follow-up. Follow-up's my favorite. You may have seen this because the whole internet loved to make fun of it, but not too long ago, we talked about Walmart trying to get into people's homes to deliver packages. Yes. And I don't know if you saw this, but Amazon said... Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, hold my beer, man. They released Amazon Key. Yeah, I had it as one of mine. That's awesome. I mean, this is this is a thing. The future that we get whether we wanted it or not, I believe. While I'm not surprised that Amazon would do something like this, I am surprised that anyone would do something like this. <laughs> yeah, it's still weird, huh? I'm not into it. Yeah. So one of the things that I had said was, man, this actually gets expensive, you know, like if you have to have the door yeah, yeah. key code and stuff. And Amazon knows this. And so they're giving you a bundle, 250 to get a camera and a lock. And I saw somebody online, I couldn't find it again, but somebody said, like, I love that Amazon's solution to making sure that nobody that, that they let into their house steals from you is to just give you a snitch. <laughs> Put a camera inside your house. That's awesome. So, I mean, that's kind of what it is. Is like, look, it's fine. We got this camera here. You can see it. We can see it. No one's going to steal your stuff. They're just going to peek in and plunk that right down. I have some friends who live in New York. Mm -hmm. You know them. Yep. And they can't they can't put anything in their hallway. So I, I get this, right? This isn't for the suburbs. It's like for people that don't trust those neighbors of theirs. Yeah, but then I would I would use the Amazon locker system. Right, and those are everywhere now. 
and that's way like more normal and safe in my mind. <laughs> it's better for you to go to a Safeway or a Whole Foods to pick up your package than to let some chump open your door. It's some of the same questions I had with the Walmart version. How are they vetting these employees? Is it just the same people that are Lyft, Uber, you know, taxi drivers, and they're just adding this to their roster of, you know, jobs? Hmm. What is the vetting process for the employees? Also, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, is it for real? Like, they're just going to pop in, like, barely put their hand in, put the package in, close the door? That's what they want you to think. I doubt it. Uh Uh-huh. People are going to open the door all the way, walk into your house, (laughs) place the package. Look around. Check their phone leave at the very least they're going to check off the invoice or whatever and like do the confirmation that your package was delivered in your house yeah that sounds about right i've seen more and more people lately talking about the problem that's happening with like ups and stuff trying to up their quotas where i guess a lot of people who are like home waiting for their packages are getting notifications saying we tried to deliver it to you we'll deliver it tomorrow like, no one was home, but the reason that that's happening is not because they weren't home, but it's because UP- the UPS driver just skipped them because they had to, like, deliver 20 packages in a 30-minute window, and it just wasn't feasible. Oh, wow. And they're trying to, like, scam it so that they don't get in trouble. I hate that. That's happened to me before. So I guess I guess this will solve that, I guess. Maybe? Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. Again, I I like Amazon and I trust them for the most part, but I still don't want a random person in my house. Yeah. Would you do this? Would you use it? 100%. But I don't need to where I live right now. It doesn't matter at all. Package could sit on my front porch for three weeks and no one would come and steal it. So Very true. I don't really need anybody to come into my house. But if I was in a situation where I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I trust it, I would totally love it. And you know what it would be cool for is for stuff like uh, when you have to sign for it, because I always hate those. I yes. always miss those yes. every single Absolutely. time. It doesn't matter if I'm home 10 hours out of the 11 hours that That's the one that one that window of time is when I go to the bathroom or I go to the shower exactly. like what? Yeah. No, I was waiting home all day from work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, in a few of those instances I've like been I've been tempted to like leave a note with my signature on it or something that was like, "Look, this is I'm yes, please just leave it behind. I don't care." So, if I could say, nah, I don't need to sign for it. You can just pop it in my house. I would totally do that. I would love to do that today. That'd be great. Yeah. Say with a certain Apple product that's coming in a, in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, did, hey, did we talk about, I wasn't going to talk about this, but did we talk about the whole YouTubers getting iPhones thing? We did not. I saw you post about it, but like, what's, what's the big deal? Of course they're going to get it first. You know, it, it seems logical to me. I, I was not upset at all. Yeah. So here's the deal is if no one has been paying attention, which I would not blame them. Tech Twitter got kind of up in arms because usually the way that things are done is that uh, about a week or two weeks before the iPhone comes out, all of the journalists are seated iPhones and then the embargo drops usually three or four days before the iPhone actually is released where all of these people get to put out long form reviews where they talk about everything and share their opinions and all of that stuff. But instead what happened was what this one person that I follow called a rolling wave of press where they gave some YouTubers early access to the phone on like Monday where they could just basically get a hands-on with it. No one was like given a phone to use for a long time. They just had a little moment where they got the phone and they got to mess around with it for a few hours and make a YouTube video with it. And then on Tuesday, journalists were able to publish their reviews of using it for one to two weeks. And then everyone else got theirs on Tuesday and got to publish on Wednesday. 
So where they usually get like two weeks to write a review, they were given 24 hours to prepare a piece. And they were given second dibs behind YouTubers. And the world was not happy about that because they liked it the way it was before, which is interesting. And there's a, there's a very famous Apple blogger who I won't name because I don't like. Who likes to, who likes to shame people? That's not shame fun. them. Shame them, Drew. <laughs> shame them right now here on our platform. Who posted a link to one of the YouTube reviews that just said, thank God Apple seeded these insightful critics with a review unit. And then immediately followed it up with another piece about another YouTube iPhone 10 review with the exact same quote. Thank God Apple seeded these insightful critics with a review unit. So that person was displeased with the way that things had gone. Whatever. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, right? So I, I, I wrote a little tweet about it just saying, I mean, can you blame them? Like, it doesn't take a whole lot of thought to understand that a YouTube video that's got a couple of people who are super excited about the new technology is going to sell more phones than a 5,000 word review yeah. of the phone by a tech journalist who's entire community of readers are tech enthusiasts that probably bought it at midnight. Exactly, exactly. And I could totally see the logic being that the general public were fine with the 8 because it came out earlier. And they're like, yeah, it's a new phone, whatever. And I bet this is helping them. No, no, no. This is the one you should wait for. This is the one you should actually buy. Yeah, because if Apple was able to, they, would, they wouldn't have made the 8. They would have got everybody on the iPhone 10. The iPhone 8 exists because people exist that don't want to plunk down that much money and don't really care about features, but they still want something new. And, I mean, that's actually fine. The iPhone 8 is a great device, but they want everyone to have the iPhone 10. And I know people who have the iPhone 8. Do you? Did, do you know anybody that got it? Uh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh, a dude at the office got it. Yeah. Brand new. Yeah. And in fact, a friend of mine got an iPhone 7 like two weeks before the iPhone came out. The iPhone 8 came out. What? And I was like, no, no, no. Did they not know? No, I told them. I was like, no, you should wait a little bit. But they were like, ah, I don't really care. You know? And that's just the normal perception, right? Like that drives me crazy and it Ugh. might drive you a little crazy. But absolutely, normal people, to use that term, don't give a crap about the phone. They just want a new phone that looks cool and works well. So to use YouTube accounts of people that are like super hyped on the phone that have different audiences that aren't really paying attention to that stuff. One was like a fashion one. Another one was like kind of like a hype, hypey streetwear. <laughs> Newsflash, there are other people that buy iPhones. Exactly, yeah. They want to hit all their, their demographics. I don't see a problem with that at all. That's, that's silly that they're so frustrated. I think it's brilliant, and I think it's, it's an interesting insight into the future of how Apple's going to promote stuff, Yeah, which is a little bit more against the grain. I think I saw – I didn't read the piece, but um, Mindy Kaling – who I like a lot from the Mindy Project in the office. Yeah. They gave her a phone and they had her write a piece for like See? some magazine. People respect her opinion. That that could make a big move in sales. Exactly. The tech crowd is good. Like they don't need to work on the tech crowd. The tech crowd's gonna get it or they're not gonna get it. But Mindy Kaling's audience and fashion magazine's audience, they're the ones that aren't gonna get reached by Apple. So it's brilliant. This it reminds me of um when the Apple Watch was released. Do you remember that? They gave the really nice Apple Watch edition to like a lot of uh, celebrities. I think I remember Pharrell getting one. Yes. Yes. I remember that. And a few different people. I just remember I was super into the Apple Watch. I couldn't wait to get it. And Pharrell posted a video of him at like Coachella 
or something lifting up the watch and it automatically turning on and he had like the Mickey Mouse face set or something like that and he was like just impressed and there was something about that simple tweet of a person just a human being impressed with technology yeah. that was way more fascinating to me than some tech dudes ripping it apart and analyzing it every yeah yeah exactly because it just was it was real and i think that apple is starting to understand that they need more of that kind of stuff and it's it's great i love it and i welcome it yeah i bet that there's that's their their plan of you know what we might have exhausted our our reach into the tech world what about everyone else that's not being served that's not being you know spoken to let's get the fashion people let's get the streetwear let's get the Let's make this a lifestyle product again. Because it started out, you know, having those vibes and went heavy into tech. And now it's like, you know what? Let's go reach out to, you know, the cool Apple advertisements in Times Square. Let's, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down with it. It's funny that we're talking about phones because I actually had this link. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, bro, did you see this? So Razer is announcing a new phone. Oh, interesting. I haven't thought about them for a minute. Exactly. So that the part that they're announcing a new phone is not like super amazing in and of itself. But it makes me think like what do smaller companies like this get out of going up against Apple and Google? And, I mean look, even Google as big as they are kind of failed with the Pixel 2. Right. So what is – why is Razer still trying to put out phones? What What is the incentive? So Razer is a – known for gaming, right? They have like laptops and PCs that are like really well specced to play video games on. Isn't that right? I bet this phone's big as heck, don't you think? But I mean, yeah, it's funny, right? Like the one of the main photos is people playing a uh game on it. What are those games called? MOBA. Oh. It's a MOBA game. I hate those. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I bet that's what this is for is for these weird pockets of the world that really desperately want to play games all the time on their phone that are, like, pretty heavy-duty powered. But, I mean, that's a weird thing, right? This is running Android, right? Yeah, Android Oreo. I don't know why the heck you would want a super heavy-duty beast that'll run Android games. It doesn't seem like that's a big deal. And also, if if these people are super into gaming like this, I feel like they would just have a really specked-out laptop that they could bring with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or a tablet. Or a tablet. This seems weird. And I, I will be interested to do a follow-up to see how well it sells. I mean, the answer is probably not going to be too great. Well, but, I mean, that's the thing, right? You just said it. I was going to say, is this because... They're having a hard time as a company. They're trying to tap new markets. But I bet there's a heck of a lot of people that are still trying to buy sick laptops. So that's weird. I have no idea. $700 too. It's not, not too oh, cheap. Oh, I didn't even see that. You joking? No, it's pretty crazy. Blah. Nope. That's a lot of money for a really massively bezeled phone. It looks kind of like a Switch from the front. Yeah, but I'd rather get a Switch. <laughs> Play some sweet Mario Odyssey. I feel like Mario's are, are constant. No episode would be complete without a Mario link. I mean, we might as well rename our show like Death Robots, Pokemon, and Super Mario. That's, yeah, exactly right. And a Transformers joke. Yep. That's coming later. And I, yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a Pokemon story. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Oh, man, we're killing it. Check this weird tweet out. I found this person that says, just notice something profound in Mario Brothers Arcade after all these years. Tiny, dark blue strings holding up the coins on the bonus stages. I don't see them. Like, if you look really close, it's, like, it's literally like a one-pixel string. <gasps> oh. Wait, what? Isn't that crazy? That is interesting. Yeah, you got to enhance. Zoom in to see it. I totally enhanced. Do you think it is a programmatic 
uh, reason, or or they just thought, hmm, things don't float, so let's hang them. I, I think they literally thought things don't float, let's hang them. How <laughs> weird is that? You know what? To be fair, uh, Super Mario's was it like uh, Bros. Three or two? The intro is like a play. Yeah, so I feel like this is like a stage play. This whole thing reinterprets the Mario universe as a weird performance. I like it, though. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of into it. Yeah, I just thought it was very strange. Mario is an actor. That's his actual profession. He's not a plumber. He's not a plumber, as we all know now. Oh, man. All right, give me a link. So it's not so much a link as it is a an announcement. Okay. Following along with our, you know, Death Robots Pokemon Super Mario. Yes, yes. So did you hear that Legendary Pictures is... Working on a Detective Pikachu movie. You've heard that, correct? Oh, yeah, we, I believe we talked about it on this very show. So, I, okay, then I, it hits two categories. It's follow-up <laughs> okay. and it's Pokemon. Uh-huh. So Legendary Pictures is rumored to have a few action stars in mind for the main role of Detective Pikachu. Oh, God. And mind you, this is in a voice capacity only. Okay. So I'm going to read you this list of their front runners. Okay, I'm so excited for this. <clears throat> in no particular order. For Pikachu. For Pikachu, the cute little okay. yellow mouse <laughs> who's going to have like a Sherlock Holmes hat and, and pipe. All right. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> okay. Starting off extremely strong. Yep. It's going to – it's only going to get better. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. Okay. He's played some animated people. I get it. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. 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 And then last but not least, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh my God. If Mark Wahlberg wins out over Dwayne The Rock Johnson, there's something wrong with this universe. I kind of want Mark Wahlberg to win. You want him to have that like north northeasterner accent that he Mark Wahlberg's so well known for? If, if you think about it, Dwayne is super charismatic. Nope. Too friendly. Get out of here. Okay. Hugh Jackman, also a friendly, likable guy. Out of here. Uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds, he's pretty sarcastic. Could be a funny angle with Pikachu. Mm-hmm. But also, he does his normal voice for Deadpool, so maybe it wouldn't work. Mark Wahlberg is the such the other in this category. What, like, not, one, is, one is not like the others that I want him to get it. So we have either Pikachu equals Deadpool. Mm-hmm. That's one possibility. Yep. Or Pikachu equals Maui. You're welcome. Or Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. Wolverine. Or Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. As crazy <laughs> as it is, I think I'm being like actually convinced that Mark Wahlberg would be the best. <laughs> because how funny would that be? He's got the most grizzled like attitude voice. Uh-huh. He's got an accent like he can up the Boston how funny would that be? Like in Tokyo, in Japan or whatever. Yeah, I'm on the case or whatever. You know, say hi to your mother for me. I feel like that might be comedy gold. That is that is something. That is something special. Yeah, Rock will probably get it though if we're being, being honest. Rob Letterman from Goosebumps is going to direct the script by Nicole Perlman who wrote Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting, right? Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So this movie might be good. <laughs> there's no way, right? No, there's, there's no, no way. way. There's no way that a Detective Pikachu movie is going to be good, right? Now I'm going to see it. Yeah, no way it's going to be. It's going to be trash, but I'm going to see it. <laughs> is that is it? That's a video game, right? Did that game even ever come out in the United States? It didn't, did it? I think it, I think it did. I think it I did. I don't think it did. Let's find. Okay, I got to Google it. No, it didn't. It only came out in Japan. <laughs> so why would they? Oh man, this is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. Pikachu's getting old as heck. Anyways, why are we talking about him? Why is someone making a movie about him to get the kids? All the people that are, like, attached to Pikachu are 30 years old now. 
It's so strange. Also, like Pikachu, if if you ask someone on the street, what is Pikachu <laughs> known for? They'd be like, uh, electricity and like saying his name and Pokemon. Absolutely. How many people do you have to ask before someone says solving crimes? Exactly. Exactly. There's so many better detective characters in the world. Pikachu, really? We want to follow a half-live action, half-CGI movie about an electric mouse solving a crime? No, unless it's a rated R gritty crime drama where Mark Wahlberg stars as the – oh, man. See, you know what? Okay, we need to start a production company. Millennials mm-hmm. is our first movie. Yes, and that's going to be great. Absolutely. And then the hard R Pikachu detective movie. Yeah. I think that we could just show them Deadpool and say, see, this works. Yeah. All good. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, we're we're movie execs. Uh, speaking of movies and Mark Wahlberg all at the same time, bro, did you see this? <laughs> Shout out to whoever put quotes around the word plot on the Transformers 5 Wikipedia page. That is so good. Just a screenshot or some humble Wikipedia editor has taken it upon themselves to wage war against Transformers 5. How long has this been there and we haven't noticed as a collective society? I mean, it, I'm sure it was gone immediately, but it was captured for just long enough. And I'm so thankful that it was. I love that plot. <laughs> and this this tweet made me aware that the Bumblebee film is coming. Ugh. So we have that to look forward to, huh? Gross. Is that like a thing? Yeah, I guess so. They're doing. They're trying to do like a shared universe. There was even rumors that they would join the GI Joe movies that you so love with the Transformers universe. Oh, really? Oh my gosh! Because they're both owned by Hasbro. <laughs> that made me choke in my happiness. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And Stanley Tucci will star in it. Yes, in all roles. Yep, he is Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. He is Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's being directed by a good person. Did you know that? Uh, who? Travis Knight. He did Kubo. Oh, uh, that movie was great. I loved that. I didn't finish it. <laughs> what's what's new? <laughs> did you finish Stranger Things season one? No, Ben. Are you starting Stranger Things season two? No. Of course you are. We'll get to it. No, you're not. Someday. Don't lie. No, I won't. Don't lie. Don't <laughs> okay. play with my emotions. Sure. So keeping with the uh, Transformers news. Oh, God. Yeah. Eh, not not directly Transformers, but the father of Transformers. Uh-huh. Michael Bay <laughs> is producing a Dora the Explorer movie. Dora the Explorer? What? Yeah. Yep. Is this going to be like a typical – I don't know. <laughs> Michael Bay film? Where he does a gritty reboot where everything's way too complex? Exactly. So the report is that Dora won't be seven, but instead okay. will be a teenager who has moved to the city to live with her cousin, Diego. <laughs> so they're setting up the spinoff opportunities already. Okay. <laughs> they're, building in, they're building in the the shared universe. How old is Dora, the explorer? Not the character, but the show. Is it old yet? Yeah, it's, I would say, over ten years. Okay, so is this what this is for? Is people that liked it when they were... Five and now they're 15 or something like that? Yeah, I think it's totally nostalgia. But who really feels nostalgic about Dora the Explorer? Well, but he did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, that has like a way storied history. Right. I remember it from my child. Like Dora is like the throwaway kid show. Like I would, I, would, I would make a movie about Blue's Clues before Dora. Blue's Clues, the gritty reboot. Okay. That's also extremely good. Shared universe with Pikachu. Okay, you have a great point because I, I've never – Watch an episode of Dora the Explorer. It released in 2000. 
Wow, 17, 17 years. My gosh. That's pretty crazy, actually. That's a long – that's really long. Whoa. Yeah. It's nearly 20 years old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did that hit you? Yeah. That hit you in the gut, make you realize you're getting you're getting up Oof. there in the years? <laughs> I remember when it debuted. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hold on. I got to go like <laughs> – I'm going to go deal with this. Rethink everything. Yeah. yeah. The plot of Dora the Explorer on Wikipedia is exactly two paragraphs long. Is it in quotations? So that tells me there's not a whole lot of plot for them to make a new film out of. She has a backpack and it talks, right? Oh, yeah. How are they going to address all that mystical, <laughs> magical, weird crap? <laughs> a talking map of a best friend that's a monkey. If it's a chimp and not like some CGI character... I'm walking. They, they did this already, didn't they? Didn't somebody do this? Somebody has already done this, and this was back in 2012. The infinity orb has been swiped. Call the police! No. I know someone who specializes in covert artifact recovery. Oh, thanks. She prefers the term... Explorer. Dora. Hola, mis amigos. Uh, they beat him by six years. So that's weird. <sighs> Michael Bay's dumb. <laughs> all of the comments on YouTube are all talking about this. Michael Bay watched this without knowing it's a parody, says one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's leave it behind. Okay. Give me a link. <laughs> okay. This one's going to hit close to home for you and me. Did you see this? Soylent was banned in Canada. No! <laughs> I did hear this. Actually, friend of the show, Kelly, linked me to this. She is. She actually is a friend of the show. So this sucks. How do you feel about this? So I think, why did they ban it and not just make it like a different classification? Like it's considered a dessert in Canada or something. Why, why ban it altogether? Yeah, that, I guess that wasn't an option. It's not like poisonous. <laughs> Like I mean, you, you ban it if it's like, oh, it's got dangerous chemicals. The plant is, you know, contaminated. It just has a little bit extra fat than, than the Canada regulations like. Banned. <laughs> Gone. Be gone with you. This is a, a bit of a dilemma when you say that you're a meal replacement, I guess, is you have to replace meals. And I think that's a problem with Soylent, right, is that it has too much um, fish oil. Or something like that? Too much mercury? So you're saying I'm going to die. Well, are you drinking exclusively Soylent? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> at, literally, no I'm drinking one right now as we're recording this. <laughs> yeah, so I, we've never talked about this on the show, right? But we are Soylent fans. We absolutely are. I'm a recently converted. You didn't used to be a Soylent fan. I was a Soylent hater because they made it – they improved the product. I wasn't an early adopter. It wasn't, it wasn't good and now it's good because it tastes like chocolate now. And anything that tastes like chocolate is pretty good. I think I remember hearing a while ago that this is like a weird thing that happens a lot where um, it was either S Stevia or Sweet and Low had a different formula in Canada because they banned the American formula for sale in Canada. But weirdly enough, the Canadian formula was banned in America. What? That's so. dumb. Why? That's so <laughs> dumb. That... It's all these it's all these carcinogen things where they say, Oh, that that can't be allowed in our food, but it's like very weird little things that can be tweaked ever so slightly to be changed. So they would just tweak them to be in a different country, but then that tweak might not be allowed in the other country. And so that stuff is strange, man. Sell me on the logic of regulating foods like that. Oh, I can't. No. No, thank you. <laughs> Maybe you want to prevent some people from self destructing, but isn't it up to their 
like their own selves. Like if you want to pump yourself with X product, be my guest. Is that is that like a bad way to feel towards your fellow uh, Americans? <laughs> I mean, this is like a weird thing, right? Even with like healthcare, is that a lot of things that might make people healthy, like a, a drug, are regulated and are un- not allowed in the country. So people that could have their lives saved by a drug or made had their lives made significantly easier can't get access to that because it is an illegal drug in the United States. So all that regulation exists to try to keep people safe, but I mean it's it's red tape. Is it really to keep people safe specifically with the food? Yeah, I think it is. I mean like you've seen that here in California, right? That they have yeah. all these things that always tell you that everything's a carcinogen. Like that Starbucks coffee you're drinking will give you cancer. Have a nice day. And they have to put that everywhere because California has mandated that you have to label things with carcinogens as having carcinogens. They're not made illegal, but you have to be made aware of them. No one's going to stop using those products, though. I know, but it's it's in. But there's no reason for them to do that. It's not some kind of racket. Where they're trying to like extort money from these companies. They just think that that's what they need to do is tell people, is it working? I can't tell you if it's working or not. No but way. But is it something no way. that's trying to work? I mean, yeah, it's it's got good intentions and ends up having some major problems. Uh, can I show you a good link that I've ex- I've been holding on to? I'm pretty excited do it. about. Do it. I got a, yeah, I got a couple of good ones in the chamber. Okay. Go for it. Bro, did you see this? California restaurant admits... <laughs> It's been serving Popeye's chicken for months. The restaurant's Yelp page is now a hotbed of one-star reviews, but the owner insists she didn't do anything wrong. Oh, she's cool oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, why? Why would they think this is okay? Yeah, so there's this, there's this one-star review that was left at the beginning of October that started with, in all caps, the chicken they use is from Popeye's. And continues by saying, before my friends and I got seated, this is at like a pretty nice restaurant in Long Beach, California. It's not like super nice, but it's not Popeye's, that's for sure. Before my friends and I got seated, we saw them quickly bring in two large boxes of Popeye's to the kitchen. I wanted to believe that this was just a snack for the workers, but alas, it was not. I ordered the chicken and waffles to see whether or not they were serving Popeye's to their customers. I thought the chicken tasted suspiciously like Popeye's and was also rather stale. I kindly asked our waiter how they cooked their fried chicken. After checking, he admitted that they do, in fact, use Popeyes. What? And then, also, the waffles were hard as rocks. Oh, <laughs> bummer. Bummer. <laughs> so, that is extremely good, Ben. I'd never thought about that. I'd always thought that starting a restaurant was so hard, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> you just have to go get Popeyes a lot. <laughs> I want to start off by saying... This is not meant to slander Popeyes. I personally love Popeyes. Their chicken is good. Okay. But in the context of this restaurant, <laughs> questionable. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. And the waffles sucked. Yeah. Because it'd be one thing if, like, all right, the chicken's not original, but everything else on the menu is great. But I'm sure everyone's like, well, where are you getting your burgers? Is that from McDonald's? Where are you getting your fries? Exactly. So th- this would be one thing, right? If they were like, oops, our bad. We did this. But no, no, no. That's not what they did. Please take a look at the screenshot of the owner responding to that. Oh, no. Okay. (sighs) (laughs) (sighs) Hi, Tyler. We proudly serve Popeye's spicy tenders. No. We proudly serve in all caps. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The best fried chicken anywhere Mm -hmm. and from New Orleans. 
That's right. Oh, my gosh. Which are delivered twice a day, it says. You know, though, also on the flip side, I could totally see a hipster restaurant in, like, San Francisco or New York, like... Doing Popeye's chicken. Repackaging something, <laughs> like, it's totally in trend. It's from Popeye's, you know? I could see someone doing this on purpose, ironically. That's where these people go, but I don't think it's ironic at all. They say, we also, in case you need to know... Buy our gumbo from a friend who sells it at a local farmer's market. No one's questioning that. Oh, gosh. And our jam, which we used to make here, we were introduced to a woman from Alabama who now sells the most wonderful jam. And as it has always, all caps, been our goal to feature local food and guest chefs here, we promote usually small batch local producers in our menu. But right after that, the exception is Popeye. We can't fry at this location, she says. What are you, crazy? You think this? You think we got a fryer back here at this restaurant? You think we have kitchen equipment at this restaurant? <laughs> you think we can be expected to cook food at this food? restaurant? <laughs> What's your problem? She keeps going, we also don't grow our own veggies. We purchase those. And if we run out of our own slow-cooked pork in order to keep our menu intact, I will order a batch of carnitas from the best place in Long Beach. So, man, she is into it. You skipped over the part where she said, and it's the fried chicken I love so much and ate a ton of it in the ATL. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh. You know, I mean, that's like that's the concept, right? She's being like, this isn't Popeye's. This is this is a thing. This is an entity. You're, we don't you mill be... our own flour. We don't <laughs> yeah. own a mill or a weed farm or a coconut cake is made by our prep cook who makes it cakes for private clients. Oh, my gosh. Do you want my fried chicken or do you want Popeye's, the best fried chicken of all time? So that's, just FYI. That's no, no. We need to finish it out. We just, just FYI. So whatever to you and your little review, mm. like it was some great exposure. So she turns <laughs> heel all of a sudden. She like starts off kind of sweet and unassuming. Uh. And whatever to you, dude, we do what we do and we bring Long Beach the best food, mostly made here. But we always get by with a little help from our friends. Don't you dare <laughs> quote the Beatles. And we don't want it any other way. Signed, Kim Sanchez. <laughs> I love this so much. I know. I know. It's so good. It's so good. I didn't know that. I mean, I really didn't know this, Ben. I really didn't know that that's all it took to be a restauranteer. I thought that you had to do so much work and have a chef and a kitchen. But I think all you just need to have is like a back area and some plates. Bro, we need to – yeah, we need to start <laughs> need a restaurant. We need to start a restaurant. <laughs> it's called like totally not McDonald's. <laughs> totally not McDonald's or Taco Bell. But you know what? And that's a, there's a market for that, right? Because sometimes I'm craving a little French fry, but I'm also craving a little chicken quesadilla. So if I could, if I could go to one place and they were both on the menu, man, hey, dude, this is this is something real. Quality of food aside, mm -hmm. could that be an actual racket? Could that be an actual business where you just go buy <laughs> fast food for the day and you serve it at your place? I'm know. asking seriously. I'm asking seriously. I mean, this is the problem with fast food, right? Fast food tastes so bad after like five minutes. You have to eat it when it's so hot and so fresh. And fresh is obviously not a real word that I'm using because no fast food's <laughs> actually fresh. That's the thing, right? Is if if I, if I served you a piece of Popeye's chicken, you might be like, "Well, this is weird. This is Popeye's chicken." But if I served you a piece of Popeye's chicken from three hours ago. They got to flash fry that thing. They got to flash yeah, but fry they don't that have thing. That. They don't have a fryer. You know that. They said it very clearly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, what are they doing to reheat that chicken in like know, a microwave? Just pop it in the microwave. Yeah. And, and, oh, and fast food, that's the worst. Fast, fast food, food is chemically 
altered with GMOs to make sure it can never go into a microwave. That's a, that's a fact. Dude, it tastes it tastes weird as heck if you microwave fast food. If you refrigerate or microwave fast food, there is this something that some chemicals are released. Yeah, if you don't finish it in the time that you have allotted, then all right, chuck it, chuck it. <laughs> it's over. It's gonna expire yeah. in a second, anyways. We got it. Let's let's look at the Yelp reviews now. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of one star reviews here. Quite a few, quite a few one-star, two-star reviews on the old Sweet Dixie Kitchen right now. So, gosh, that's so good. That's so good. Oh, man, I loved every second of that. That means let's go. Swiper, he's right behind you. Where? Right behind you. Do you see Swiper? Swiper, no swiping. 